astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. Sounds like you got a little frog in your throat. This I know. <laughs> I don't know. I woke up a little congested. Oh, sorry. Um, but I think we're both still on a high from our class that we taught this weekend. Um, it we have. It yeah. was wonderful. It was. We hosted our first uh, Mom and Me live Zoom uh, class. And our first topic this past week was uh, Change Your Home, Change Your Life, where each of uh, the attendees got to submit a photo, a couple photos of a room in their home that they're struggling with or they're having difficulty with. And I don't know. I, mean, I, I was really stoked after the class. I thought it went really well. We got some amazing feedback already afterwards, some emails coming through about changes that have already been made or just excitement to start making some changes where they felt stuck before. Yeah. Everyone, we made a point that everyone in the class got some immediate quick fixes, things to, that they could easily maybe have done right there within the hour or two after we were done with the class. And then they walked away with a longer, some had longer lists or bigger items than others, but then we had more of a longer term thing that they might want to consider or something they might have to, you know, really assess uh, before they undertook it. So there was just an immediate you know, and that's why we got the, such a nice, great immediate feedback already um, uh, from uh, one of the clients. And um, anyhow, we look forward to doing it, doing it again, maybe this Absolutely. fall. Um, it is uh, a class that can be repeated many, many times because I think too, the idea of like a fun, whole feng shui consult, like someone's going to come in and I'm going to look at every area of your home can seem overwhelming. And this really narrowed it down to once, what space are you feeling frustrated in and how can we make changes just to that space? You know, that's a breakthrough for me because I started out doing these, my first consultations, I think I've mentioned along the way that I went into a lady's house and three and a half hours later, I came back out of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's when I had no structure whatsoever. I just knew that I'm going to go as, help this woman assess her house. And, you know, and then I thought, I realized that, you know, it was a, a beyond exhausting for myself, but it was also exhausting for the client. Yeah. They had they have lives to live. They don't have time to spend this much time talking about things. So anyhow, I learned slowly, slowly, slowly. But this one, I the format was so so great because it was so manageable. The information uh, and life changing for the for anyone who goes through the process. Absolutely. So I I think just while we're talking about the class, let's just announce um, our next class that we're hosting. It will be on yeah. August um, August twentieth. Yes. Um, same time and same format. So via Zoom, ten a.m. Pacific Standard Time. It'll be a ninety minute class, and we'll be talking about a little. We're going to be talking about astrology. So the class will be about understanding your natal moon, and so 
you know, once you purchase your ticket, you'll submit your birth information in case we don't already have it. And uh, you'll get one-on-one time in the class where we're, we have your chart up and we're discussing either what sign your moon sits in, what house, maybe some fascinating aspects that you have in your chart that are a little bit more unique, uh, just to give you a better understanding about that sense of the moon and what that brings into your life. You know, there's so much focus put on, oh, what's your sun sign? Yeah. The moon sign is very, it really picks up the temperament, the, you know, potential moodiness or, you know, why did I say that? Or why do I have such a strong reaction about when they said this or did this really understands your personal world more. And uh, it will be a fascinating, uh, I guarantee you, it'll be a fascinating uh, interaction, meaning you're going to see your chart, but more importantly, you're going to understand your moon. Uh, you're going to understand how, how it specifically affects you. Uh, we might get into some Sabian symbol meanings of the, the actual placement of the moon. It'll be fun. It'll be good. Yeah. So um, if you are interested in that class, you can head over to my website, www.thekatewin.com um, and uh, click on the link. I have it right there on the front page to purchase your class. And I believe you, you have it on your website as well now, mom. Uh, you know what? It will be on by the end of the day. Okay, perfect. Or maryswick.com as well. So let's get um, into today's topic. A couple yeah. things. One, Mars retrograde is coming. This is it's a very coming. big deal. <laughs> so yeah. we are going uh, to talk about that. But uh, we also feel like we need to give some more attention to the whole North Node conjunct Uranus. Um, it's happening this week officially, I guess I'll, I'll say, um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. July 31st, right. We will see the North node conjunct Uranus. And then the next day, Mars is going to enter the picture. Right. So it's like Mars joining and, and, you know, Mars can be like a antagonist. Yep. It can put a lot of force. It's like having two people having a discussion, how they're not happy about something. And then Mars joins in and they go, you know, yeah, let's go get them. <laughs> you know, they're kind of the, they, it ignites, it ignites the conversation all of a sudden takes it to a different level. Right. And so if we just start breaking it down, because that sounds like a mouthful, right? North node conjunct Uranus. Oh yeah. Mars is involved in the sign of Taurus. <laughs> just to kind of maybe even just show the process. Like, I feel like this is like when your math teacher would be like, show your work. How did you get to this solution? (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, But we have Taurus, which rules like our finances. It rules the food. It rules our environment. It rules our values. It rules creature comforts. You know, what makes you feel safe? What makes you feel stable? Like, you know, when people buy their first home, it, you know, it's kind of a big, big feeling that you have. Oh my God, I own this. And this is my world. You know, it gives people that sense versus someone who drifts from apartment to apartment to apartment over time. I mean, they have a different type of security, but it's traditionally in this country associated with being planted. Right. Yeah. And then we have Uranus, which is the very unexpected piece, right? And this is maybe (laughs) the part that creates... (laughs) the uncomfort because it oh. suggests the idea of shakeups or innovations. Oh, or- I, I am so guilty of this. So guilty when you say, Oh, something unexpected is going to happen. That's Uranus. Yep. And that's what we've been saying. This is supposed to be a time of une- unexpected things happening. 
Well, if anybody out there is like me, sometimes think, oh, unexpected. Oh, I'm going to come into something. Something great's going to happen. You know, I'm going to get this email. I'm going to get a phone call. You know, something's going to happen all of a sudden. Oh, wow. I'm, it's, it's good for me. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing of expect the unexpected pretty much really translates into whatever you're expecting (laughs) or whatever you're hoping that's going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Something else is going to upset it or redirect it. So there is some implied disappointment right. always with the Uranus energy. Now it could be replaced, of course, with something that will take you into a better place. Yeah. Well, and I think I should clarify because I said the actual conjunction is happening, you know, later this month, but I do think people are already feeling it. I don't think like we're just waiting until July 31st patiently. I think we've been already feeling it for, you know, 60 days even. We've seen it in our headlines, okay? Three three leaders of three uh, countries, obviously, Sri Lanka, Italy, uh, the UK, their leaders have been... um, just dismissed or they've resigned just quite out of the blue almost. Right. Right. I mean, uh, Sri Lanka was a crazy story of the, the rioters just moving in on the presidential palace or house and swimming in the pool and, you know, scared, you know, and he's running out of the country. Uh, So that's Uranus unexpected. Who would have thought you could do that? And I also think if we think about this from a much larger standpoint, not just our personal lives, right? Because this is affecting, this conjunction is affecting the world, yes. right? not yes. just the US. Right. right. And when we, especially when we're talking about Taurus, like the very expected or the, the, the comforts, mm-hmm. you know, even if you just look like a year ago, things that should just be natural comforts or luxuries right now are now out of some people's price range or they're not as necessarily available as much as they were a year ago, you know, like, Oh, shortages on meat or, you know, Oh, the product that they use is on back order. Baby formula, still an issue. Right. So the, again, we've been seeing it and that's just another way of like something that a comfort that we always used to have maybe is not as obtainable. And who would have thought Uranus, like who would have thought, oh, my house is going to be worth, you know, $200,000 more right, <laughs> in exactly. a year from now, right? That's, it's pretty shocking. Mm-hmm. And that's the Uranus piece that's coming into it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think no, one other thing too, if we look at that actual 18 degrees in the mm-hmm. Sabian symbols, mm-hmm. um, you know, this is, this energy is all about eliminating the old, the outlived, uh, oh. the worn out, um, oh. it almost even suggests this idea of like, um, airing out the dirty laundry, if you will, like exposing mm. people, policies, situations mm. for what they are. And again, when we're thinking, we're thinking, okay, this affects the entire world. We can look at it at that standpoint, but also in your personal lives, what outworn habits do you have that you're saying, okay, I, I can't do this any longer, right? Maybe what old possessions are thought processes are you getting rid of that are kind of shocking to yourself or even to other people? You know, that is so true. It really, um, I was just watching something on, on uh, 
television this morning, I think it was about, you know, people don't trust anymore. They, where do they lose faith in their doctor, the medical? Uh, where do they lose faith in uh, the banks? You know, and they say you, everyone, every industry may say, oh, it's because of this or that, but there's a greater sense of, and that idea of seeing something as seeing it from a different perspective and all these investigative stories of things now we're finding the backstory about, all of a sudden it makes you think, oh my gosh, I listened to a great thing on Marilyn Monroe last night that was in, you know, again, incredibly uh, documenting her connections with the Kennedys in a little more detail. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden you're seeing a whole different side of people that you really, you know, thought very highly of. And yeah. So, well, not to get totally off topic, but do you think that that is like with the ushering in of the age of Aquarius that, you know, we moved out of the, yeah the, the age of pisces which is that sense of blind belief yeah and aquarius it is. is more factual like show me the facts yeah. but for those of my generation the kennedys were everything the kennedys were everything i mean they were just royalty and uh, now i see here's an example of north node conjuncting uranus and this special coming out and very well appearing from the my perspective as well documented yeah. um very interesting. Uh, I won't. I won't get into the details of it, obviously, but um, everyone should watch it <laughs> if okay. you're of your my generation. You want to see what was really going on in those days leading up to her death. Yeah. So we talked about the idea of Taurus. We talked about okay. Uranus. Yes. <laughs> um, back to the topic here. We um we we talk about North Node that does give us direction, mm-hmm. right? It pushes us to grow. It pushes us to evolve in new ways. Mm-hmm. And then the last piece, because I don't think we really talked about Mars last time we talked about this topic. No, no. Mars is, you m- mentioned, it can irritate, it can activate. <laughs> um, but this would suggest some revolutionary actions. Uh, this could suggest more resistance, more protests, more anger. You know, Mars can, Mars is action. It's heated. <laughs> it's fiery. <laughs> So it already sounds pretty chaotic, what we've talked about. And then you add Mars to the mix and it it can suggest an uproar. Yes. Yes. I I totally agree. That is, uh, 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 it's gasoline on the fire and we know there's a volatility already out there. So we're, we just, I'm sorry to say, I don't, I, 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 there will be more, there's more chaos coming still. Yeah. And I think the other thing, which again, this is a kind of a, a very maybe overwhelming thing to say, but this really does kind of set the tone for the next 15 years. Like I know it's happening right oh, now, right? but it will like restructure our sense of comfort and security around these things for the next 15 years. But it can seem very chaotic at the beginning because we're not used to it. But I do think that in the long term, it can suggest like a restructuring of how we use land, how we get food, oh. what our comforts like. But what does the house look like? What does it need to have to make yeah. it a house? Right? Yeah. Alternative types of housing. Yeah, but the beginning of it, it's because it's a new energy. It can feel like it's a slap across the face when we're first getting introduced to it. But I do think over the long term there will be some restructuring in these areas that might be better since, especially because the North nodes involved, right. It is pushing us forward. 
to think differently about these things. Yeah, I I totally agree. Yeah. And this, it's a 15 year energy. And I want to just clarify what you said, because it hits and then it stays active. It's like when someone holds their, you know, their finger down on a note on a piano and hold it type of thing. It continues on. It continues on uh, for the next 15 years. So, and I think the inflation, all these food shortages and, you know, housing issues and inflation just in general, they're redictating a shift and uh, it's affecting the common person because it comes into creature comforts. Right. Interesting in astrology, um, this is putting a lot more focus and this I've actually witnessed on uh, like people coming for services, particularly like related to astro cartography, like where should I live? Yep. Where's the best place for me? Uh, I've had clearly a major uptick in the number of people seeking out astro cartography services. And uh, to me, the amazing thing is most of them are not ruling out outside the country, meaning they're all listing at least one country outside. And I'm not talking Mexico or Canada. I'm talking, they're talking about Europe. They're talking about South America. Mm -hmm. They're talking about the Middle East, even put that in the mix. They want to know where should they be? And this is comes into this new era of astrology, more practical, more practical, clear advice direction. I agree. I you, had, you had already mentioned also the idea of farming, agricultural practices uh, in, in astrology, how that comes to is oftentimes they, people start timing when they're planting their crops, when they're harvesting their crops based on astrology, based on the planetary placements. Right. Right. It's pretty fascinating. It is. Um, just again, how it just infiltrates Every, everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So um, when we first started, I did allude that we're going to talk to talk about Mars retrograde. So we did just feel like we had to kind of touch base on that Uranus North node again. Mm-hmm. But when we talk about Mars, this is a pretty big deal because uh, currently it's in Taurus. It'll be there through um, August 20th. So about three more weeks. Um, but it's going to enter Gemini on August 21st, and it will not leave until March 25th of 2023. So that's, that's a long time. Yeah. Mars moves rather quickly. So, you know, when Mars is not retrograde, Mars might, you know, hit your sun for one, one day, maybe two days. It moves very quickly. So the idea that it's going to sit in Gemini for seven months is uh, very notable. <laughs> yeah. And again, it's going retrograde. That's the, that's what's elongating it. So it's going to enter into Gemini, then it's going to go retrograde uh, and not until October 30th. But once it enters in, in August 21st, the story starts for everybody. Right. Uh, right. You know, everyone oftentimes, you know, you sit down, you have a cup of coffee with someone and they're talking about one of their children, that's their concern, one of their children. And the other other person's talking about a financial, that's what their thing is. is. Somebody else is talking about, oh, I'm changing my career. You know, so everyone always has kind of a pointed area. And this just screams that everyone's going to be kind of 
focused in their own individual direction because that's a lot of concentration staying for seven months in one sign. Right. right. I mean, two and a half months is a, is a considered a, a, a kind of a long stay for Mars in a sign. Um, so seven is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I, why don't we talk about maybe someone that might have their natal Mars in Gemini in oh. their chart. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, someone that has, if you, if you know what, where your Mars sits in your chart, if it's in Gemini, this can be a very, um, spontaneous, friendly, uh, individual who are, they're good at multitasking. Maybe they're always going, they're very talkative. They're very adaptable. And I think it's interesting. I think we have to note this, that the U S has its Mars in Gemini in the seventh house. Which could we talk about that just 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 a second here? We, we're, this is not our specialty, mundane astrology, but Mars in the seventh is open enemies from a country's perspective. Okay, so this is open enemies, and we have Mars going retrograde over this sensitive point in our chart. Mm-hmm. The good news is it's open enemies. <laughs> we see, we know who the problem is. We know what they're doing. Yeah. Rather than somebody doing something that we have no clue that's about that, that they're going to do this. But yeah. it does suspect a challenging time for the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm talking in very simple terms. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But um, a side point. Sorry, again, I took you off your point here of Mars in Gemini. Uh, but we are an outgoing country, by the way. You know, if you go to Europe, they say, you know, they can spot us so fast because we're we're smiling. You know, we're kind of going in for a sometimes a hug even or like a, you know, very. And I experienced that when I was over there as well. I was I was amazed that we're much more talkative than. Uh, yeah. In my case, the Dutch, when we when we were in Netherlands, I could definitely sense it. Right. I was amazed that they weren't friendlier in, in, you know, wanting to get to know me where I'm from or whatever. Right. Well, and it's just a different type of friendlier, you know, yeah. again, just because we're used to it, we've, we're born into it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we've been surrounded with. That's like our normal, mm-hmm. but yeah. Right. It shows through all of us just being from the country and what standards have been pushed upon us from a country standpoint based on our chart on the chart of the U S. Right. Right. Just as we're talking about um, Mars, this is going to go a little bit off topic, but you know, if someone has Mars retrograde natally, so if you're looking at your chart, there should be like a little R uh, next to the planet suggesting that when you were born, that planet was in retrograde status. And, you know, this person really can challenge the system or they may say things that are shocking or forceful or very um, insulting or rude even. Is sarcasm, uh, big sarcastic comments, you know, yeah. very dry wit. Yeah. Even when irritated by something very small, they might unleash something a little bit more forceful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we see this a lot when you look at comedians, stand up comedians, stand up comedians, yeah. classic. 
I was listening to uh, Nikki Glazier. And this, when I was doing, just thinking about what we were going to talk about, I thought, oh, you know, I just seen this Nikki Glazier stand-up comedy special on Netflix. And oh my God, it was so sexual. And she was saying things that probably were very helpful to be said, but Mm -hmm. they were taboo, 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 clearly. And so I pulled up her chart. um, And again, uh, in something like that, just how do you do that? You know, you can, if you, as long as you have a birth date, you can easily refer to an ephemeris and see where the planets were in that day. So I didn't have to need a time or anything of that nature to see she had Mars retrograde mm-hmm. in her chart. So there is, she's spouting these things that, you know, man, our previous generations would have just, you know, walked out of the room. It would have been <laughs> triple X, you know, now it was somewhat acceptable, but Mars in Scorpio, more Mars retrograde in Scorpio, Scorpio sexuality, getting deep into the organs of the body, the penis, the vagina, you know, all, what all the details there. Um, and she did break a lot of constraints. Yeah. Well, I think it's also interesting that Las Vegas has um, Mars retrograde in Scorpio as well. Isn't that amazing? Right. And I think it's just so interesting because, you know, like Vegas is like associated with, oh, isn't prostitution legal there? And it's not, it's not, but we have like, that's what like sticks, right. Or like the gambling or, you know, the smoking, the mafia influence, you know, even though that's not as dominant as it was certainly. Yeah. But it's still like, it carries that persona, even though it doesn't always have that persona. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think people, you know, when they come here, they realize like, oh, you guys have houses and gated communities and <laughs> a right. Smiths and your Walmarts. Like it's more than just the Las Vegas Strip, but it's just interesting how the chart just plays out so dominantly that even if those things aren't true of Las Vegas, we, we hold that persona, that bad boy. <laughs> like, Well, I suspect, I mean, Mars retrograde, again, we're just trying to talk about what if you have Mars retrograde in your chart, you may spout out, you may see see things that other people get alarmed or think judge, go into judgment over. Well, I suspect there's a lot of people that wouldn't think of coming to Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. Because they, on some level, they would find it offensive. What they think is here, they would find offensive. So it's just a demonstration. This is just a great, simple example of gosh, Mars retrograde in an individual, Mars retrograde in a town. It, 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 or it could be in a company. Uh, think of companies like, you know, well, this is dated now, Harley Davidson. When they came out, they were like, oh, Harley Davidson, they're really <laughs> wild type of thing. You know, companies come out with these kind of brash branding sometime, and they probably have, you know, some sort, something in their chart that's supporting that. Absolutely. So with Mars moving into Gemini, August 21st, Mm -hmm. what can we expect, right? Right. We've talked about Mars being the aggravator. We talked about that with our first topic with the North node. And I just Mm want to, you know, kind of just reiterate, we're talking about two different topics today, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I know there is some overlap because we are talking about Mars, Mm -hmm. Um, but we talk about Mars being the aggravator, it's feisty. And so I would think as we see this, we might expect expect to see more controversy, more arguments, more clashing of ideas. Oh yeah, absolutely. And again, because it's retrograde for so long, um, there could be some flipping of laws. There could be some reversals of policies. 
going on under this energy because that's a long time. Now, be aware, our elections are going down under this energy as well. So again, who gets in, how the mood could shift very quickly within a state. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel like we've had a calm election for a couple, (laughs) a couple terms, but this Mars retrograde during the election seems like it could be rather heated. I would, I understated word again. Yeah. 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 So politics will be more controversial, I suspect. And we might have some very surprise outcomes here and there. Interesting. Mars retrograde can mean overreaction. You know, people like kind of like a kind of a January 6th type of energy where people are really out of control expressing themselves. And Mars retrograde also can be just being totally quiet. Something terrible is going down and I have no response whatsoever. That is the hard part about the predictions because they work in extremes. It's extreme. It's extreme. Um, I think we do have to bring up gun control, you know, Mm -hmm. when we're talking about Mars, just because again, Mars is... It's the action piece of it. And so whether there's just more gun headlines, which that just seems crazy right. to even think of, because I feel like, yeah, you know, I feel like that is already kind of here, um, mm-hmm. but that might be again, more, more dominant. Um, even when we bring in like the idea of weather, there could just be more extreme weather stories, specifically oh, storm damage. Weather would be a classic in the air. It's, it's in Gemini. So in the winds, right? You just, what's blowing through town. Yeah, mm, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So it, it is, uh, I, I, you know, we've given a lot of information here. I guess I just think maybe we should suggest here that August 21st, Mars does go into Gemini mm-hmm. and things may progress and uh, we may not, we'll see some stuff, but it's more when the retrograde starts. Right. Right. And the, that, that pre the shadow period, you know, will start around September 3rd yeah. already. That's pretty early, you know, um, and then October 30th, which is again, the week before the elections for the most part, that's when it officially goes retrograde. So yeah. it's going to retrograde at 25 degrees of Gemini. Um, so anyone born around June 17th, anyone who has a June 16th, 17th, 18th, I might even go back to the 15th or the 19th of June. Mm-hmm. That's happening right on them, right on their sun, their identity, their vitality, I might say. So they might have, yeah, it'd be a, a good time to slow down a little bit, even though, of course, we know just the opposite. This is where they may take off to run the marathon, right? True. To do something True. extreme. But again, they just need to be really cautious there under that energy, I would say. Well, and they could be really motivated for something from August 21st, mm-hmm. to October 30th. Okay. This is what I'm doing. This is how I'm moving forward. And then once they get into that August 30, 30th, I'm so sorry, October 30th to mm-hmm. January 10th, they might feel like, oh my gosh, my plan unraveled. It didn't, you know, I thought I was going to move forward with this contract. Now it's on hold that there could just be even a pause where they feel like, oh, all the stuff that I've been doing, all the action that I've been taking is now unraveling. Yeah. And, you know, and in that case, I think we would say, stay positive, you know, wait until after the retrograde to then see if it opens back up to move forward. 
Yeah, there's going to be a lot of uh, uh, a focus, I would think, on investigative work, uh, finding out what's going on under the surface. And again, that what I, the, you know, what I watched last night uh, could be, you know, that was definitely a, a kind of reframed the Kennedys, <laughs> you yeah. know, investigative work. What's really happened here? You know, uh, it is very good. Uh, this is a supportive energy if you had to do research. You know, if you wanted to find out what's really going on, if you were doing medical testing, right? Yeah. What's really going on in my body? Yeah. yeah. No guarantee you're going to like the answer, but, you know, at least, you know, you may. Yeah. Even one other thing that we didn't touch on, if we're just talking about like much larger themes, about like what to see in the news. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we've used the word force yet. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I brought up the gun. I just briefly brought up the gun thing, but... Yeah you know, there could just be more question about what type of force is being used, um, yeah. especially when it comes to like the police. Yeah. Again, because Mars is that, that aggressive piece, right? So it's like, are they using too much force? Are they using too little, too little force that there could be a lot more police headlines as well going into this? Because it just uh, that Mars amplifies that type right. of energy, and the Uvalde is a great example of too little force. You know, here we are have longer term themes of too much force being used by the police, and specifically, right? Then we have Uvalde, what not enough force was taken. I mean, oh my gosh, uh, this is the lead in to this influence, right. Right. Uh, even we could even reference January 6th, the picture that's being painted of, you know, inaction taken at the highest levels of our government, you know, which that was a Mars. Mm -hmm. It was Mars was at 29 degrees, I believe, of Aries, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah right. I think <laughs> you're right. There. That off. Um, so just very interesting. And I think I, I might have interrupted around if you finished your piece about you know, if we look at this specific degree, it is all about sensing what can't be seen from the surface, about auditing, investigation work. So I know you talked about the documentary, the Marilyn Monroe documentary. I mean, I feel like my entire Netflix is all yeah. about things coming out about the churches. Yes, about yes. like right. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, I'm, it's incredible that we have such access to information. Right. But there is this big sense of uncovering. Mm -hmm. I think that's a big theme, at least in mine. Uh, but again, you know, you don't know. Is that the algorithm? Is everyone seeing that? <laughs> Does right. everyone yes, feel like exactly. their yeah, Netflix yeah, yeah. has just yeah. uncovering of things that we didn't know or we used to blindly believe in? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we mentioned weather, extreme weather, but because of the degree that Mars is going retrograde at, that in particular is oftentimes about water tables. You know, how high is the water? How high is the river, so to speak? Mm. Or the idea of even uh, water when you're drilling, where is the water? What level are we going to hit water if we're, if we're digging a well, so to speak? And I say that sitting in the outskirts of Las Vegas here where water is a big deal. So there obviously probably will be a lot of focus on where's the water, right? Yeah. <laughs> with with uh, Lake Mead in particular, but uh, it's about subterranean issues and trenching and mining and that. So that's very, those will be interesting topics that will be in the news here for the next seven months. 
Yeah. It's interesting that degree brings up like crystals and stuff. And I was just mm-hmm. thinking with the Mars piece, if there might be some stories uncovering unethical mining or, you know, oh. what kind of like child force or labor is used sure. to get all these crystals. And mm-hmm. again, there's small things that it, it might, right. That, that may not affect every single person, right. Equally. But it, it won't affect everyone equally. Right. Some but people it's just, will be more sorry. offended or more affected. Right. Right. But it should be what we're seeing in the news. What kind of were yeah. the headlines that are being thrown at us. Now, meantime, it's happening in each sign, right? So, right. you know, so and again, here's my, my, the biggest, my simplest message is once we hit August 21st, if you, I, and you know what, you probably don't have time to talk, get into each sign today. So we've gone, we're already at yeah. some time. Yeah. So we'll probably do it next week. Next week, we'll get, we'll go through all 12 um, of the signs. If you already know your chart, I would start looking to see where does 25 degrees of Gemini sit. That will be the house um, that Mars is activating. If you have any planets that are there, you might even look for 25 degrees of Sagittarius as well Mm -hmm. (laughs) to see, you know, what, how Mars will be activating the chart. But next week we will go through all 12 of the signs um, and what each of the signs should expect as we see this retrograde later in the year. And we're, and we're going to talk about it now. So it's going to be uh, here last part of July here when we do that, because if by the third week in August, you're in, you're into this energy and it might be heads up for, you know, construction projects, uh, doctor appointments, uh, you know, issues or problems that you're, you know, new jobs, uh, what's going to be your focus for seven months, for the next seven months? Right, right. You can get started on is what I'm trying to say. You can take care of some of the obvious simple things before it starts, you know, becoming something larger, bigger. Yeah, and I I might throw in just one other point um, is that if your moon... (laughs) sits around that 25 degrees of Gemini, oh. you might already be feeling it. Cause I've talked to a couple clients that mm. are feeling very uncomfortable in the home. They feel like they've been exposed to more volatile type mm. storylines, mm-hmm. uh, clashes with partners or spouses or even children. Mm-hmm. They feel like they're under attack, if you will. Yeah. Yes. And the moon is like a marshmallow. Um, this will lead very nicely into me pitching the class one more time, but right. yeah. um, the moon is like a marshmallow. So again, for those clients that your moon is sitting around those degrees, it's not too early to be feeling this one um, already. No. Yeah. That the moon is very sensitive. So Uh, You know, that's the challenge of any astrologer is you see things coming on the calendar, then they have to judge um, uh, how how soon is that person going to feel that influence, right? Right. We have people, some people are very attuned, they're sensing things, they're very proactive. Others of us are a little more relaxed about things, you know, well, I'll wait and see what happens, how I feel about it next week. Right. And so we're always trying to talk about things that are in coming, they're coming. So it really resonates well. Our message really resonates well with people who are thinking ahead about their life. Well, absolutely. And I think too, because we don't just wake up and say, I'm going to move today. I pack up my stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm moving today. There's usually a lot of planning that goes into anything. Oh, we're going to do some construction on the house. Oh, we're going to pull our kids out of this school and try to get them into another school. 
mm-hmm. I, I'm going to leave my spouse or my partner. I mean, oh, these are yeah. all big things, but these things take planning <laughs> typically. And so no, knowing about it now, yeah. I think does set up the stage for already, you know, what's going to happen later in the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mars retrograde is coming. It's going to be retrograde for seven months. So next week we will put focus on that specifically for each of the signs of the Zodiac. And um, um, you'll have a more clear map next week. Absolutely. And if you are interested in um, taking our mom and me moon, natal moon class, um, it is limited to 10 people. So uh, we do suggest to sign up for that. Um, Once you're interested, head over to either of our websites Uh, click on the ticket. And again, if we don't have your birth information, it'll prompt you to email me that. So we have your chart for the class to spend some one-on-one time with your chart. So thank you so much for listening today. And we look forward to talking to you guys next week. Take care. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the mom and me astrology podcast to keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.